0: Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Echo Podcast. We are here in Collegeville, Tennessee in the College jail Seventh-day Adventist Church. And just a quick warning for you as we talk today. Uh, there is construction going on as they're adding a new building, redoing some roof work. So you might hear some construction noises here or there. Uh, just bear with us. Uh, we promise we didn't intend it to be this way, but it is what it is. So we're just thankful to be able to record and, and be able to uh, have this platform to talk. So today I'm joined by two really good friends of mine, uh, which is uh, also very applicable to today's episode. Uh, but Ben, uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, my name is Ben Williams. I'm from Hagerstown, Maryland. Um, and that's, that basically sums up who I am.
0: Perfect. Um, <laughs> wow, okay,
1: those, those,
2: those pretty. Like that's everything I that you need to you. know about myself. Everything you need to know. Yeah. Um. My name is Jose Briones. I am a pastor in the Georgia Cumberland Conference, and I am from outside the states. Okay. There you go. All
0: right. So, hold on. I I have a question for you, mm-hmm, Ben. Mm-hmm. Have you had Lido's Pizza?
1: Oh yeah, like every night. When do you I'm home.
0: do you like Lido's pizza? Oh, it's my favorite pizza by okay, far. Okay, good. I love Lido's. I love pizza. Square Pizza. I love Lido's pizza. Is this like an advertisement for so Lido's pizza. Lido's is yeah. so good. It's just there the is best type okay. Of pizza. So Lido's, for those who don't know, just like there's deep dish pizza in Chicago or uh, New York style pizza in New York, uh, there is uh, Lido's pizza in Maryland. It is a, a specific chain in Maryland that uh, they actually like. If you could envision like a lunch tray, uh, they basically like make your pizza in the shape of a tray. It's square pizza, oh, yeah. but it's so good. And there's one, there's one outside of Maryland that I know of. There's, I mean, there's more outside of Maryland, but there's one in the South that I know of. And it's in Rock Hill, South Carolina, where I used to live. And so I would go there all the time because it's so good. So yeah. I, I just realized I've known you from Maryland for like ever. And I never thought to ask. Oh yeah. But we could have been talking about Lido's this entire. Like
1: people say that Maryland is known for crabs, but no, it is known for Lito's pizza.
0: And crabs, but mainly, crabs. mainly Lito's pizza. <laughs> All right. So today, uh, thank you, Jose. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. Uh, there, We're talking about uh, something that uh, if you have not done this yet, it is not too late to do. And so this is a, um, it's a priority that I, I, I don't think enough people make. It's one that I've certainly wrestled with. And it's this, uh, how do I build my friendships on spiritual foundations? And that's obviously presupposing that Uh, It's a good thing to build them on spiritual foundations. So uh, let's start there. Why is... I mean, is it a good thing? Do you agree with that? Uh, Or how do we define a spiritual foundation? Actually, I think that's the place to start. How would you guys define a spiritual foundation?
2: That's a very vague question. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I asked it. In today's culture, you have the idea of spirituality, and it's just like anything can be spiritual, you know? I actually... Will say that everything is religious. And I know a lot of people will be like, no, 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 no. I don't like religion. I like to be spiritual. But the reality is that everyone has a certain sense of practices, you know, practices that they do every day. And whether that's that's a reflection of the religion that you had adhere to, whether this religion may be Christianity, Buddhism, whatever it is, or even atheism, you're still practice something that you do it religiously, that you do it on a consistent basis. But what is a spiritual foundation? I will say a spiritual foundation is just a connection that you have with someone else. You know, and this connection is outside of the physical world that you cannot yourself explain. And that's why I say like, it's, it's vague. You know, it's, it's, you, we do not even understand what the spiritual world brings, right? Even from a Christian perspective. We don't know. I mean, have you ever seen an angel? Have you ever seen God? You know, those are spiritual beings, uh, what we regard as spiritual beings. So for me, it's like, you know, there's this connection, something otherworldly that you cannot explain that you have with someone else.
0: So that's Mm. what I will say. Okay, fair enough. Ben, what about you? Any definitions here?
1: A definition for having a spiritual basis in a relationship, I would say that um, I don't have a a textbook definition, but if you were to ask me um, about a relationship that's spiritual and about a relationship that's non-spiritual, the difference would be... The amount that we communicate and we feel comfortable about communicating about spiritual things, right? I don't think um, that I have to have a friend that knows everything about the Bible for us to have a strong spiritual friendship, but I think that there has to be an open communication about that and an emphasis about those things. One of my friends that I would say I have the, the strongest spiritual friendship with, he is not a super strong spiritual person. He he doesn't go to church every single week. He's not a pastor. He doesn't give Bible studies. But we have a strong spiritual friendship because that's something that we often speak about. We pray together. We—that's—that's that's what comes up in conversation more than anything else.
0: Mm. Okay, fair enough. So I would add to this. Uh, I I would kind of echo both of your sentiments here. I don't think it is something super super specific. I think it is a broad definition. Um, but but I would say it's 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 a friendship where uh, you are free to be yourself in a way that um, and and and. The reason it becomes a spiritual foundation in that context is because if you are someone who does follow Christ, if you're someone who is a Christian, it means that you are safe to be yourself as expressed through your faith. So you can talk about those things. You can uh, wrestle with those things. So honestly, I would, I would say like one of my closest friends is an atheist, but the conversations we have are in many ways more spiritual than, uh, than many of the conversations I have even in church. Uh, and and so I think that is one built on a spiritual foundation. Uh, so I think it 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 comes down to uh, what level your your faith can be um, expressed through that friendship.
2: A lot of people have the idea that the only way that you can talk about spirituality is if it's with the Bible, you know. And you just mentioned your connection to another individual that one ha- want, probably wants nothing to do with the Bible, mm-hmm. right? But there's this again. We are religious beings or spiritual beings, whichever one you want to coin. Um, And we have these practices that are, you know, that we share. So, for example, you guys have been to Lido's Pizza. I haven't. You know, you have a connection that I cannot share, you know, but that connection may not necessarily be articulated through the food that you eat, but through the experience that you guys both have. In the same sense, you know, a spiritual connection may not necessarily be talking about an experience that you had studying your Bible, but an experience that you had relating to God in, you know, life, you know, like grief or difficult circumstances or happy circumstances where you're like, oh my goodness, like, you know, I resonate with you in the same level, in the same sense. That's some sort of a spiritual connection because it's not a hug a hug will be a physical connection in this sense so that's that's why i i think we're emphasizing the idea of communication connection and a bond that cannot be explained um you know through the physical realm
0: yeah no i would agree with that i think there is another aspect to our friendship that isn't exactly tangible mm-hmm. it, it's it's one that we have a hard time putting language to um and and, and so yeah very much would agree with what you're saying here um so Let's what do you think uh are I guess some of the the if you have friendships that aren't built on this spiritual foundation or don't have that that aspect to them, uh what are some of the dangers
2: um I mean, right out of the bat, something that I can think of as utilitarianism, like you know okay. using using the person as a means instead of the end. you know it's just like I want to get to a byproduct, and I don't really care about this person, I don't care about the connection that I can have. Um, and this, of course, is informed by the Bible, you know, and the the structure that you have in your mind, the things that you appreciate about other people, the virtues that you have developed. But at the same time, you know, that's the f- first risk that I can have. You see the, the other person as just a body, you know, that you can use for your pleasure in one sense or to achieve a certain goal or to understand something, you know,
0: or just... Again, as a means and not as the end itself. So you – this is interesting because I've never thought about it before from this perspective. But in other words, if your friendships aren't built on this foundation, then you end up uh, not – Giving, not treating people with their proper value or that's not right. identifying someone else's value and worth as a person. You end up seeing them, yeah, as a tool, as a means to an end. I've never thought about it that way, but I think that's a really, really good way to, to look at that because we tend to think of it as how those friendships harm us, but not the damage that we could do to someone else. I just want to say that that's not original
2: work. Um, that is from um, Immanuel Kant, a philosopher, um, he has two categorical imperatives. This is one of them, you know, always treat people as an end and not as a means to an end. Just kind of like give that citation. Yeah. Okay, you know, cool. Yeah, people. no,
0: I appreciate that. All right. Uh, ben, any any thoughts here? Any philosophers to quote?
1: No philosophers to quote, sadly. <laughs> I'm not that smart. But um, I believe that a big danger is boundaries, right? Because if we don't have a spiritual base, then we really have no basis for having boundaries. Um, Because at that point, your boundaries are based on how I feel and what I need and what I want, right? And in that situation, without a spiritual boundary, then I can take advantage. Just, I mean, very similar to what Jose is saying, but maybe just a different nuance, that I can take advantage of that person and they can take advantage of me. And we can even take advantage of other people together Mm. because our boundaries are set off of ourselves and not off of a spiritual or a scriptural basis.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think the other danger uh, here is um, this idea of of no a lack of purpose or uh, a lack of intention. And and the reason that that's a, excuse me the reason that that's such a danger is because it can mean that your friendships. Uh, can change you in a way that you don't mean to be. Uh, I can think of my entire childhood, actually. Like my entire early teenage years, I thought that I was a good kid. I was student association pastor in high school. I was my eighth grade class pastor. I, I, you know, I was kind of known as a spiritual guy on campus, thought I was a good kid. And I look back now and I think of all the things I did as a hooligan in my neighborhood, whether it was like vandalism or, uh, you know, some things I'm just really, really ashamed of. That I ever did, uh, and it was because i I allowed myself to to be around people that encouraged me in a direction that was bad and because of because of the fact that i wasn't certain of who I was or what my boundaries should have been, uh, I allowed them to change me instead of uh, me being able to be some sort of sound influencer or voice in that friendship. Mm. I just let them determine it and determine my life for me
2: when when you mention you know like that that kind of boundary setting, I think that there is no other place to have that boundary setting than the Bible itself. You know, because when you think about the development of of virtues in the scriptures, I don't think that many other religions have this principle of treating others as more than yourself. Not necessarily equal. A lot of religions, you know, and even non-religions, you know, will treat people equally. But treating others as more than yourself, having more value for them, it's hard. And I think that's only, I mean, religion is at the center, like you know, and, and Christianity in, this, in the sense when, when when I speak about religion, Christianity is the only one, the only religion, the only major religion that has the humiliation of God, you know, at the center, at the core. Right. Um, and, and that's what it is. You know, like you have you have Christ sac- sacrificing himself for us. Therefore, we are more important than he is, and that's what he invites us to do. Other religions may, and other spiritual you know, formation practices may allow you to be equal, but I think only Christianity has that power to make you not feel as important as you may think
0: you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it calls for humility uh, in a way that is uh, radical, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, another. I think another aspect that we miss out, I think often we think of missing out as like we're missing out and we're gaining negatives. But I think often when we don't have a spiritual basis with a friendship, we're missing out on a huge positive, right? Because I think one of the, the biggest reasons that God has given us other people other than to love and to, and to show God's love is we can actually understand God's love better through a spiritual friendship than we can just on our own. It's a new aspect of God's love that we can understand. And we're actually missing out on our growing experience towards God if we don't have a spiritual basis, yeah. right? If you think about that triangle model and you're at the one corner and your friend is at the other, as you grow towards God or you grow towards each other, you're growing towards God. And as you're growing towards God, you're growing towards each other. And it's a whole aspect of getting to know God that we miss out on.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So we're here, we've talked about this, and I think there might be someone at this point who's feeling kind of convicted right now, right? Like, Oh, I can definitely see where my friendships aren't here. Uh, what do we say to that person? Right? Where do I begin if I want to have that spiritual basis, that spiritual foundation? I want to have intention in my friendships. Uh, what do I do? What are the first steps I take?
2: Take somebody to lunch. I mean, that's like <laughs> the most practical thing.
0: Um, if you're in Maryland. Cordolito's
2: Pizza. Amen. This this feels like an advertisement, but it's not. <laughs> you know, but um, I have never been, so you know, I wouldn't know. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the first step. You know, connection with other human beings is the only thing that it will allow us to connect beyond. You know, read someone else's story, understand someone else's passions, and you know their journey. And I think that that's what it is. And it sounds very simple, but that's what keeps us. Together, that's what keeps us in church. If you really think about it, sometimes you don't go for the sermon. Sometimes you don't go because of the amazing worship music that, you know, it's going to be like Carrie Job and Hillsong or whatever, you know, or the beautiful hymn that you like, right? You go because you want to eat the good food from the lady at Podluck or you want to see your friend. You know, it is the connection, and how you make those connections is having experiences. Not only positive experiences, but also negative experiences going through grief, going through a crisis, being there for someone else and I think the first step is just to be sincere in your friendships with others. be real, you know, and just like chat with someone that you haven't seen, send a text you know to that long old time friend that you haven't seen from back in the day in the high school days or whatever it is I think that's that's
1: where it starts.
0: Mm. What about you?
1: Yeah, and I, I think what's difficult is, at least I've seen in my own life, if I have a friendship that we've never talked about anything spiritual, there's no spiritual basis, it feels so uncomfortable no, to be the awkward. first one. it's awkward. Oh, it's mad awkward. It's like one of those things where my mind is telling me, all right, now you're going to say this, and then my my mouth just won't say it because I feel <laughs> so uncomfortable, but what I can tell you is nine out of 10 times when I've pushed myself and I'd be like, all right, just, just mention something spiritual. Just say anything. Just even say that I went to church this, this Sabbath. And right when I get my mouth to say something about that, it sparks a conversation because, because we all have this spiritual need in our lives. We all have this spiritual, if nothing else, curiosity. And the minute that I open up, and the minute that I open that, that avenue of connection, that avenue of communication, people more often than not will be, open to speaking about some kind of spirituality. life. It doesn't mean they're going to join your faith, but it means that they're going to have an openness to understanding where you're at and, and, a, and a desire to share where they're at.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, for me, anytime that I've looked at friendships that were uh, not edifying, that didn't build me up, that I wasn't building them up either, uh, I did approach them, you know, I did have a, a few years of my life where uh, I... I intentionally went back through my friendships, and I said, uh, I need these friendships to be different. Mm. And so I approached those people, and it took some really tough conversations. It took uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of uh, you know, kind of pre- a pep talk to myself to sit there and just be honest with them and say, hey, look, I have not been prioritizing this, and I want to. Mm. Um, if they are someone that cares about you beyond what you guys do together, if they are someone who is a close friend to you, that conversation will only be as awkward uh, as it is long. Once you guys get through that point, if there's someone that cares about you beyond that, you have nothing to worry about because they, they will recognize that or at least you'll have some understanding. There are some friendships that I have that are just people I have fun with and that's it. Nothing wrong with that. And I think fun is spiritual or can be spiritual, absolutely, or religious. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and then there are others that I have really deep conversations with. And and we uh you know, we talk about some of the the, the deepest, darkest secrets we have, we wrestle with life together. Uh and, and so there's room for all of those. The 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 point is that you have an honest conversation. With who you are who you want to be the direction you want to go and you say hey look can we do this together because i love you and i want you alongside for this journey and i want to be by your side on your journey
2: also i think that another component is not to shame yourself because a lot of times when we think like oh we we need to be talking about god all the time you know it's just like talk about the bible talk about the bible bring this text bring what are you learning like you know sometimes we have this idea that everything that we need to do needs to be talking about the bible and sometimes, you know, the Bible needs to be the background, not in the foreground. You know, and, and talking about the Bible is important. Growing spiritually, growing scripturally is important. But don't shame yourself if you're not doing it. Maybe you're just not there yet. You know, that's just the reality. I mean, for me to talk about the Bible with somebody, it has taken me, I don't know, two, three years of knowing them first. Yeah. Because I need to I need to trust that this person is not going to come and give me an Ellen White quote bam, you know, I got you, or like a biblical quote, bam, I got you, like, you know, but that we're in a safe place, and that we can, you know, um, understand each yeah, other.
0: Yeah, and dialogue instead of attack. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that's a, that, that segues into a beautiful point, that we need to go into those relationships not as like, oh, this is a spiritual basis, that means I need to edify them right? It's more about understanding each other and growing together than it is about me making sure Ryan knows what I know. And it's not at all about bashing anybody or even making Ryan conform to what I think, but it's about understanding each other and growing in an understanding of one another and of God together.
0: Yeah. And I, um, you know, one of the, one of the most beautiful things with, with me and, uh, my closest friend, my best friend, uh, is, you know, we didn't always start out this way, but when I had that conversation with him now, when I go back, when I go back and visit, uh, my hometown of Orlando, Florida, uh, we get together, we'll go to Chipotle or somewhere or Tijuana flats in Orlando and we'll sit down and we will pray before the meal. Um, and, and the prayer isn't, uh, you know, the prayer is bless this food, bless our conversation and our time together. Uh, but what that prayer does is it, is it centers us around that spiritual foundation and it changes the conversation. The conversations we have, uh because now we are comfortable openly praying in front of one another right like even that wasn't and i'm not saying that uh i'm not saying that that's a litmus test that if you you know you have to pray every time you're together or anything like that but just it's a someone that you can be comfortable like i said being the the fullest of who you are in uh in your faith as expressed through your faith and so um and and so prayer was kind of the identifier for me and it could be something else uh for someone else but uh kind of as as we close out here do you guys have any final thoughts on, on you know just this topic in general
2: i think that when it comes to spiritual friendships and you know developing your friendships and spiritual foundation just remember that it will take time and that you just need to be really intentional with how you have fun with people, how you fellowship with them, and how you build faith.
0: Yeah. Ben?
1: Uh, and I'd say it might be awkward at the beginning. It probably will be a little awkward <laughs> at the beginning, let's be honest. But it will enrich every single aspect of your relationship with that person. And it's just so worth mm-hmm. it to push through that little bit of awkwardness to have a better friend and a better relationship with Jesus yeah. at the end of the day.
0: Uh, one of my favorite quotes by any pastor anywhere in any denomination is by Judd Wilhite, and he says, sin is messy, grab a mop. <laughs> uh, and I would add, I, I would kind of amend that in this context and say, friendship is messy, grab a mop, you know, get in there and and uh, g- get a little dirty as you work through the awkwardness of some of this stuff. Embrace the beauty that comes from dynamic relationships with people that are built on that spiritual foundation. Uh, before I give us the send-off, uh, Jose, I want to give you a chance here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the creative work that you do outside of this so people can keep engaging with your work.
2: Yes, so I am one of the hosts of Disruptive Adventism. Disruptive Adventism is a podcast, but it's also a platform. That encourages people in conversation. So, if you want to participate, just look at, look us up on Instagram, Facebook, or other social media. Subscribe to our podcast, and if you're a writer or something, right now we are paying people to write for us. So, if you want to get paid and get published, then you know, go ahead and send us an email or just. A message on Facebook or whatever it is.
0: Awesome. So, listeners, check the show notes. We'll have some uh, links and stuff for you so that you can engage with disruptive Adventism. Uh, and, uh, listener, thank you so much uh, for being on this journey with us. We hope this conversation has helped you, maybe given you uh, some perspectives you've never thought of. I know it did for me. Absolutely. So, um, thank you, Jose. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, and uh, thank you to Southern for hosting us and for allowing us to record echo season two here and uh, make sure you engage with the rest of what project refresh has going on head on over to the projectrefresh.org. listener. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of echo. We hope you enjoyed it to stay up to date with new episodes as we release them. And for more awesome content from project refresh, a ministry of the Carolina conference of the seventh day Adventist church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like, and leave a comment.